Welcome to Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors. As our Brovember Marathon continues, you get to meet another one of my all-time favorite fellas, Jeff Newman, a 61-year-old small business owner who grew up outside of Chicago playing sports and watching the White Sox play. A typical week for Jeff now includes three Taekwondo classes, basketball three times a week, lifting weights every day, and playing in a softball league. And about eight years ago, he added yoga three times a week as well. Why would a guy who owns three motorcycles step into a class he grew up thinking was way too hippy-dippy to ever try? And why would a guy who can break four inches of concrete slab with his bare hand feel like yoga is crucial to his fitness regime? You will want to listen in and find out because Jeff is incredible, you guys. He is the kind of guy that would literally give the coat off his back to a stranger in need. And I'm so excited that you get to hear more from him today. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Good, thank you. I am so glad that you got to be on with me here tonight. And I often, if I remember, <laughs> will start a podcast with a would you rather question. Okay. Okay. So I just want to, and I think this one's going to be a hard one for you. Okay, I'm ready. okay. Would you rather be a bestie? Would you rather be best friends with a famous musician or a famous athlete? I think a famous musician. Um, because I think that uh, I like the other attributes that come with being a musician. Yeah. You're thoughtful, you're introspective. There's things that in general come with that. Now, that's not necessarily the case all the time, but in most cases, those things don't always happen with. Uh, with an athlete yeah. so if just generalizing and saying which one I'd say a musician yeah I am like if I could be best friends with Bono I would be I'd be sad I'd be so happy <laughs> and you've picked the extreme musician you know you've picked somebody who not only are they a musician and you like them for everything that they've done yeah. but you've taken that success and that fame and leveraged it in ways that are very positive so yeah. you've picked somebody that is the exemplification of what I talked about. They're more than just music. They are other things. Yeah. And I guess that can happen with athletes, but I just feel like it's more likely to happen with a musician. Yeah. Okay. We are, we're both in the same. Would you rather than our musician? Um, so Jeff, you're on here today because you are one of my favorite brogies, my favorite guys in my classes that do yoga with me. And um, you know, but you, you haven't always done yoga. And so I just would love for you to kind of share, you know, what did you do growing up? What did you, like, what was your perception of yoga? Why did you try it for the first time? You know, kind of all these different things. So maybe just start. Growing up was very normal, uh, very average, very, uh, did sports, but not necessarily uh, a star athlete on the teams. Uh, was academic you know, uh, but not necessarily uh, high honor roll and everything. Uh, I grew up in a, uh, in a uh, affluent suburb of Chicago and uh, very fortunate, very blessed. So I, I am, you know, very typical kind of uh, upbringing. Bumps, ups and downs here and there, but everybody does. Yeah. Uh, your, your other question was, what did I think of yoga going into it? I think my view of yoga was very 
male stereotypical. Um, it's kind of hippy dippy, kind of uh, uh, out there somewhere. Uh, I'm sure there's incense and chanting <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> so, um, look, I'm sure. But, I am sure I'm going to walk in there. There will be incense. There will be. <laughs> right. And I think that, that that view kind of kept me away from it from a long sure. time. And it wasn't even the, uh, kept me away in the thinking of like, I'm just, I'm not doing that. It just was never even in the possibilities. It was yeah. not, not even a radar at all. Yeah. And I think um, it became on the radar. Uh, it, it's been, a, we were talking earlier, it's been a while now. So I, I'm trying to remember how long, but it's been many Probably years. about I eight years. I, that's what I was thinking too. Did you um, start with me at the YMCA? Yes. yes. Yeah. So, and I've been teaching there for over eight years, so. Um, and I think that it started with, uh, you know, kind of a, a stereotypical, uh, put my little toe in the water and see what it's like. Yeah. Um, with a lot of apprehension because of all those things that I thought beforehand. Um, but so what even made all... you put your toe in then? So like what made you decide, okay, maybe I'll try this out. Maybe this is worth, even if it is a little hippy dippy, you know? Right. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed in that, um, I'm involved in a lot of, uh, of athletic things. Yeah. Um, my family makes fun of the backseat of my car because at, at a, in a normal season, there is a bag there for softball that is once a week. There is a bag there for Taekwondo, which is three times a week. Um, there's a bag there for working out, which is, uh, every five days a week there's a bag there for basketball which is three days a week um so and there's usually at least a couple of basketballs and a softball and maybe a baseball bat and and, and so it's all so um i think that in the midst of doing all those things um especially working out as you read about it you read that it's not just strength it's not just muscle it is flexibility as well yeah. And where does that flexibility come from? Well, I can try to do it on my own and, and or there is this this murky door that is uh yoga. I love that. Yes. You know, behind this this murky door or this scary curtain of of unknown um which seems way out of anywhere in my my comfort zone is the possibility of flexibility which I know is is important. So I think that that started it uh, with a lot of apprehension going in the first time. And that apprehension was reinforced immediately because the first time you walk in, you are many times the only male or if not the only male, certainly in the minority. Yeah. Um, and uh, so then, so then you're getting in it and you have to get through that. And I think that for me, the thing that, really reinforce it was the taekwondo um in order to be success adequate at taekwondo you have to have flexibility you have to have that mobility um, that range of motion yeah right right and for everybody that's listening you need to realize that ali did come to taekwondo one time and she rocked it she <laughs> was like um, oh man, I was a, like, I wish I could clone myself and the other me could just be an avid Taekwondo person. Like I would, I would be there so much, you know, right. you would be, uh, you know, you would be uh, fantastic. 
Um, but and 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 as I've advanced through uh, Taekwondo and and wanting to become more proficient with it, right? Um, that that reinforced the yoga part, and then as you get to know people and and you become you feel like you know I, I feel like now I've moved from being the odd person going in there to being one of the ones that when somebody comes in I try to uh, make them feel more welcome absolutely so yeah. um, so, so really you the- felt like you kind of had gone as far as you could in taekwondo you not like you'd hit a wall but you're like if I actually really want to work towards this black belt if I really want to work towards that I need to get a little bit extra help with the flexibility and stuff. And that's what helped motivate you get over the apprehension and the, yeah. That, and there's, there's a, there's a yearning for overall health and, um, and for me and, and maybe many people that, that are listening are not at that age yet, but as we started to go through my wife and I started to go through dealing with our parents aging and, and the effects of aging and, and, uh, how that was impacting them. Um, we didn't want that. Um, we didn't want to be 80 and not able to have balance and flexibility and walk well and, and doing these things. And some of that is are things that you can't account for, you know, right. If you have a stroke, it's surely anything you can do, but a right. lot of it is things you can start, you can deal with. And that means starting now versus waiting until you're 80 years old. So, and, and an easy example is, is, uh, is balance. Uh, I think I, you know, when I started with yoga, I was very average in balance. Now that's one of the few things that I actually do well in yoga is, is balance. Yeah. Um, but you have to work at it. You have to get in there and you have to do it in order to have the type of life that you want when you're 70 or 80, you have to start on that now. Yeah. Yeah. First, for me, the gap between now and 70 or 80 is less than some of the other people that might be listening. But you are 61. You still have many many years many many years but um so. <laughs> so when you are saying hey if you're a guy you may expect to be the only guy in a class or you may expect to be a minority what else do you think a guy could expect when they go to a yoga class for the first time like do you remember the first few times you went like <laughs> what was your experience um and a lot of it has to do with i i, I am and this is not just a, a gratuitous sucking up but i was blessed with a very good instructor because you're going to walk in there and somebody says, you know, the class just goes right through. We're going to do down dog now. And then we're going to, we're going to go at the tabletop and we're going to do this. And we're, um, you know, so you're not going to know the terms and, yeah. and hopefully the instructor is going to help with the terms. Um, you're not going to have the equipment. So you'll feel out of place because you don't have the equipment. Well, everybody else comes in with a bag where you have to go use it. And it's not a big deal. You get through it um, and, and then you figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. Um, it it's interesting in, in preparation to this, I was thinking about it. I, I remembered that one of the, the my like awkward moments was Shavasana. It's like, I'm going to be laying down in total quiet, like with all these strange people in this room. <laughs> this is, again, we're going hippy dippy and mercy and, and you know, the, the whole thing. Um, but after you get through the initial kind of awkwardness or discomfort, yeah. um, this is something that can help you in whatever you're doing, you know, whether it's softball, sport, uh, taekwondo, weightlifting, any of those things. And, yeah. and I, I sent to you and, and I urge anybody to go online and look about uh, Tom Brady 
talking about who, by the way, just a few minutes ago, I was watching him in a, with a minute left, you know, win the game with a, with a, a, a touchdown, uh, which he's done so many times in the past, but him talking about flexibility and how that's important to him and how that's allowed him to continue to play in the NFL long past a time when other people have left. That's huge. Um, yeah. So you get a lot out of it in lots of different applications beyond just yoga. Um, I love how thing. you mentioned that though. I mean, that is a big ask. And I think we forget that sometimes as instructors or people who have been doing yoga for a while, like, yeah, you're like asking people to come into a room and be completely vulnerable, you know, get into poses they've maybe never tried ever before and doing it in front of people they may or may not know. Right. And there's a potential to look stupid. Yeah. Um, inherently, and this is generalization, but inherently men are not as flexible. So yeah. you're going to go with this environment and, and maybe you're a stereotypical male and you're lifting a lot of weights or whatever the case may be and you're doing very well there. You're going to go into an environment where there could be somebody that's 20, a, a, a female that's 20 or 30 years older than you and doing better than you right. in this field. Right. She's more flexible. Right. So you've got to open yourself up to the fact that I, I may not be the best at this for, at first. Yeah. Uh, it may be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but the benefits are, are, are so great in so many different applications. I don't see, I see weightlifting as only half of building muscle. I see flexibility as being the other half. Yeah. It's an example. So like in what ways, I mean, have you, you said the benefits outweigh the uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Like you, you keep coming back. You've been coming back for eight years. You know what I mean? And so like, what are some of those ways that you feel like yoga has helped you off the mat? I probably would have achieved uh, uh, second degree black belt status without yoga, but it, it makes it better. Um, I probably would still be playing basketball without yoga, but it certainly makes it better. Uh, better you know, how? Kind of a, like, what do you mean by better? Um, I have, um, I'm less prone to injury. Uh, because there's a lot flex, a lot more flexibility in that in, in terms of basketball. In terms of taekwondo, it's it's kick height and uh, things that you can you know definitely tie to uh, to yoga. Uh, but it, it it's kind of humorous in softball. I, I, my position is first base, and there are times at first base that the throw is is errant. Um, and unless it's my son who's at shortstop, then it's always right on the dime, right to me. But when somebody else is playing a different position and they throw it to me, the ball can be errant. And so I have to keep one foot on the base, stretch and whatever. And Ross, who's my son, will, will joke about it. Man, there's a, there's a yoga at work yes. because you're able to pick it up. <laughs> yes. Um, I love so, it. Yeah, there are, there are definite ways that you can you can quantify the results. Um, but then also for me, I feel like the flexibility, the balance is something that uh, when I am 80, 90 years old, uh, because I've been doing this for a while, it will, it will be there. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And I think you even told me it's helped you lift more, like more weight. I believe it has. Now, how can I quantify that? I don't right. know that I can. Right. I don't know that I um, but, uh, but certainly, um, I, I use it many times as an, as an offset uh, because I do, I will do yoga, uh, assuming everything else goes fine Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
and generally I do that after I've lifted. And so mm-hmm. it's uh, you're, you're lifting weights and then you're you're stretching out. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's the best way to stretch out. Absolutely. And I just love, now there has been, you were talking about mostly your minority. There has been a few classes where we've been all guys and it's like so fun, you know, like, and this is why I'm putting this podcast out there. Like, let's get more guys. You know what I mean? Let's, let's have it be, and there's just, one of the things I love about my fellas in class is it keeps it light. You know what I mean? Like you guys, Jeff, when Jeff's not in class, like we're not laughing as much. Like what? We need Jeff. We're where's our you know our jets here and there or just keeping it light you know and I and that's for me personally as an instructor I love to keep things light like let's not take ourselves too seriously because I feel like that's part of you know just being able to be vulnerable because you're not taking it so serious and and being able to be vulnerable so like yeah maybe I do look like whatever like it's fine like you know I'm here I've showed up and and I know that it is. I mean, I know that I don't look. You know, my my down dog is not perfect. Um, but uh, at least in our class, in our environments, I find that there is no judgment yeah. in in going, and that the environment is is positive. And and you mentioned that you know that the men are generally in the minority, and and I would argue that the unfortunate aspect of that is inherently generalizing. Yeah. Um, men can get more out of it than even women can. Men have a farther way to go to be flexible. It's it's not part of our DNA. Yeah. And and I, I, I that doesn't come across as any kind of sexist uh, thing, but um, I, I don't think that it, it's inherently part of us, and therefore we we need that more. Yeah. Work out uh, a little bit more. Um. So, I was just thinking about the the thing that I am always prompting you the most is to relax. I try to fight through it. Yeah. Uh, my is to all right i'm not stretching as far my my uh you know this pose it isn't as flat it's supposed to be like flat like you're in between two panes of glass and it's not and so i'm going to force that to happen and that's part of you know you're not hitting the ball as far as you want you've got to you've got to hit it harder uh, you're not breaking the board the way you want you've got to break it harder you're not lifting the weight that you want you've got to lift harder it's always push harder but in yoga it's a you have to take it you have to relax more um, and take, take deeper breaths. And that's, that's a battle for me that I still work on. So that's something else like guys could expect, like, you know, instead of trying harder, it's actually let go more, you know, you know what I mean? Like just being able to relax into the pose and surrender into the pose and, and those things. And, and that can be really hard to do when you're so used to pushing yourself and all the other aspects of life. And, and a simple example that, that everybody can use, but guys can use is you're, you know, you're doing a hamstring stretch, you know, like one leg out and, and you're trying to bend, you're trying to have your, 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 your nose meet your, your knee. And as you're doing that, you know, as I want to get farther, because that's how you measure success is getting farther. Right. My Everywhere else. Right. Is to push, 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 yeah. push farther, just like lifting weights or hitting a basketball or a baseball, whatever case may be. But the reality is you take an inventory of, you know, what's your kneecap doing right now? Is, is that tense or is that relaxed? What's, what's, where is it relaxed that you can just relax and settle into it? And so it's a different kind of thing. Uh, but that's a specific example of tendency is to fight through it and you've got to do the opposite. Yeah. So it's almost like you've had to redefine what success is. It's not 
how far can I, you know, go to touch my toes. It's how much can I be in tune with where my body's at, accept where my body's at, and just allow myself to be and kind of surrender into it, relax into it, and allow it. And, and I, I might define it as success still might be what you're thinking it is. The closer I can get my nose to it is the better. But the method for achieving success isn't to force it. It's to relax. Yeah. And everything else that that I did or do in terms of athletics or whatever is to force it harder, huh. hit hard. This is relax. Yeah. You've got to, got to relax into it. And so it's a different mindset. Yeah. Do you find that yoga helps you with your mindset? Has it helped you in sports in that way at all? Like you said, talking about the breathing or just the mental, like being the boss of your brain at all? Yeah. Um, I'm not the boss of my brain. Um, I'll be the first one to admit that. Um, I mean, any of us, we're all working at it. Our, our brains are toddlers. We're constantly telling them to behave. But... Right. I, I think, and we, we've talked about this before, um, that's something that I'm still working on is, is having my, you know, being the boss of, of my brain. So I still have a tendency to, to fight through it. Uh, whether no matter what it is, even though I know that like if, I'm, if it's before uh, testing in Taekwondo, um, you know, I'm just now starting to, okay, the answer is to take deep breaths and really relax and just yeah. settle into this. Um, so I'm still working on that. I'm a work yeah. in progress. By the time I'm 100, I should get it all down. Yeah, awesome. Okay, cool. We'll just plan on that. We'll just plan on living till 100 and being like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> we know all the things. Is there anything else, Jeff, that you want to tell the fellows out there about why you should do it? I, I think you need to remove the preconception. It is not the hippy-dippy. It is not, you know, the, the scary, out there kind of wacky thing. Um, it is a logical if you think about it how, how important flexibility is yeah. um, accepted way to round out part of your fitness regimen and without it you're, you're missing a key to your fitness regimen without that flexibility um, you know you don't want to become the muscle bound whatever you need the flexibility um, so this flexibility is part of it yoga is the best way to achieve it and there's mental aspects that are a wonderful side benefit even besides the, the, the physical yeah, benefits absolutely and hopefully you'll get an instructor as good as hell <laughs> i love it i mean like what what's more to say <laughs> i think you can say anything else i think that pretty much says that's it that's it we're good let's thank you so much for coming on jeff i appreciate it the pleasure is mine and, and I will see you this week. Oh yeah, I'll see you in class. Athletes learn quickly that improving their game takes effort, determination, and consistency. And elite athletes know it all starts with your mental mindset. I've created a six-week program called Yoga for Athletes that includes motivational podcasts, visualizations, sleep helps, and journal prompts, as well as yoga routines designed to decrease injury, increase flexibility, and build overall muscle strength. So when you go out to play, you are ready mentally, emotionally, and physically. Go to IshaWarriors.com to learn more about Yoga for Athletes and enter the code athlete 
in all caps to get $20 off this amazing one-of-a-kind program.